What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Before we kick it off today, the message of the week. This comes from Gary Vaynerchuk, also known as Gary V. And he once said, if you're a business owner, you have to start thinking like you own a media company. It doesn't matter what business you're in, in some way, you have to be able to promote for yourself and market for yourself. Um, that will lead us into today's discussion. Some of my favorite things to talk about, entrepreneurship, podcasting, building a podcast, marketing a podcast, and of course, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Before I bring my guest on, make sure you unmute yourself. I can see your little red microphone. And with that, we're zooming all the way to Louisville, Kentucky. Welcoming to the show, Robert Johnstone. He is a former training partner of my brother, Jacob Fox, who's also been on the show. He's been our our, our, uh, sideshow, the oddcast, not the podcast, because it's just a little too silly. Um, Zola Brothers Oddcast, which we do on Instagram Live every Sunday. And Robert was on there about a month ago. And uh, some some knowledge was dropped about his podcast network company called Speakeasy Podcast Network, of which he is a partner in, um, and a couple other things, it looks like, by snooping around his social media uh pages so welcome to the show robert glad to have you hey uh jeremiah thanks for having me it's uh great to be here great to see you again um i know yeah. that we had the introduction on, on that silly podcast that um, you and your brother are running that was a a wonderful time um i hope i hope he's not dealing with any setbacks that i let loose his secret about <laughs> his, uh, his voice you know yeah. only only a couple blowbacks here and there uh most people are are still uh still confused by the whole thing but yeah it's funny i always call that the side show that's like the not serious show haven't a few people have been on both and i'm like yeah you can come on like our goofy show my the serious one's on friday but you know with the with the imposter we do that on uh on sunday yeah not too serious though right not too serious no you can still curse and everything but uh just a different orientation so my lighting sucks today it's really cloudy here um were you aware that he and i were from nashville no, I had no idea where yeah. I, like I said, I thought uh, yeah, father was from Brazil this entire was, time. Was from Brazil. So just to give everybody <laughs> the backstory on that, my brother was teaching uh, sometimes at the school that, that Robert and he met in uh, in Virginia Beach, Virginia called Kaizen. Right? You were at Kaizen? Uh, correct. Yeah. yeah and okay. Virginia Beach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Changed over there. We both did for a bit. And uh, what my brother would teach, he would start the classes as if he was uh, Brazilian. I've dropped the, the accent a few times here on the uh, on the show, but uh, he, he cops it better than me. And um, for a while, Robert thought he was actually Brazilian because of the way he talked when he, when he uh, taught the classes. It's pretty, pretty Literally for about funny. at least a year. It's hilarious. At least a year, just a... Yeah, he's he's a strange, excellent wrestler, excellent teacher too. <laughs> all what thanks to ridiculous. all thanks all thanks to Uncle Renato. <laughs> That's right. Two seconds. I've got some uh, delay here. Boom. There we mm-hmm. go. All right, I fixed that. Yeah. Too many buttons going on. Anyway, so I'm curious. Um, one, how did you get into um, podcasting and media yourself, uh, especially given the, the message? Cause like, that's how I got into it. I was, you know, just opening businesses and running businesses. And for me, I was like, how the fuck do you market? I don't know, like all these terms and like, we didn't have the budget to do like the mainstream stuff. This is going back, you know, to, you know, over, you know, 10 plus years now. Um, and, and when I started to listen to guys like Gary Vaynerchuk talk about 
you know, start a podcast, you know, chop it up, distribute and market for yourself. That's how I got into it. Was it, was it something similar or completely different for you? Were you just passionate about podcasting? Oh, it's, it's kind of a, a longer story that I try to condense my, my best. So we got an hour. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. So I, I, I'll, I'll make it clear though, but um, yeah. So I first really started getting into podcasting because of, um, you know, jujitsu because, you know, I was doing jujitsu and then someone's like, Oh, Joe Rogan does jujitsu and he's a comedian. He commentates for the UFC. Corallo. Excuse me. And, you know, he has the most, I would say, arguably the most popular podcast. Um, not necessarily the OG of podcasting, but certainly the bigger audience, the one in the news all the time, the $100 million Spotify deal, yeah. which I'll make my prediction. I think that he will, you know, after this deal is over, it's, it's going to go back to all platforms. Just going to say that. Um, yeah. But no, you know, I started listening to his podcast a lot. Um, and then as I was, I actually was in the Marine Corps at the time. So, you know, completely different job. I was, I, uh, working on F-18s and I was teaching how to work on F-18s and I was teaching some martial arts that all played together. Um, but once I decided to kind of get out, I've always had this knack for marketing, um, advertising, everything. I remember when I was growing up, like I live in a really, really small town. So first thing that comes to mind is number one, like we didn't have a Target or a Walmart or anything like that within you know 50 miles. They, they did end up putting in a Walmart. Uh, like 20 miles away from my home, the town had a fair and a festival for it and everything. It was, it was a big deal, right? Yeah. Big deal. But no, I remember getting like the ads, like the booklets in, in the mail and just being fascinated by, you know, those booklets, the branding, everything like that. Uh, and then, you know, Super Bowl is the same way. I love football. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Detroit Lions fan, though. So whenever the Super Bowl comes around, you definitely know I don't have a dog in the fight. But I was always very interested in listening to, you know, the commercials over yep. the football team, even as a young kid. Uh, so, yeah, all to say that. And, and of course, Mad Men, um, you know, kind of like Don Draper over here, uh, just maybe maybe a quarter of things. But no, um, once I once I got out, you know, I was pursuing a college career and, you know, I wanted to get in business and then I wanted, you know, the, the specialty to be um, where I focus was marketing. So I got into marketing. And then um, I was selling advertising at a local newspaper, which was, you know, not my a great learning opportunity, but also like, you know, just kind of very old school mentality. And um, I was very fortunate. It's very strange. Um, and this is going to confuse everybody, but I have two business partners. One's name is Robert Sass. He does all of our videography and media work. And then who I started the company with originally uh, Rob Johnson, not to be confused with Rob Johnstone, but oftentimes is, uh, he already had a lot going on and he was kind of doing some financial coaching and we kind of rekindled our friendship uh, and got back together. I was helping him sell this financial coaching, but we really didn't have the capital to really go anywhere with it. So we started getting into digital marketing because he was getting a lot of feedback from the companies that we were working with. They're like, hey, we don't really understand your financial services, nor can we afford them, but we really like how you're marketing this company on the digital landscape. Can you give us some tips? Rob Johnson being the forever um, opportunist and entrepreneur that he is, he's like, yeah, I certainly can. And then that kind of led to us getting into um, our, our other company, the kind of father company uh, that we have, umbrella company over Speakeasy Podcast Network, Wayne Media Group. And we were doing digital marketing, um, Google advertising, 
um, website development and then with Rob Sass, the, the content development for our clients on a really, really local level. Uh, at the time, we had our own podcast going on, and that was a good lead generator for us. Um, I know Rob has an episode called like $29 Garbage SEO because, you know, all the if you're in business, you are getting the um, <laughs> you are getting the emails and the phone calls saying, uh, hey, we're going to rank you number one on Google, which isn't necessarily a re- realistic thing. And they're probably talking about Google AdWords, but then also the master classes on Facebook that say, hey, this course for today only is going from $10,000 all the way down to $29 one time <laughs> only. So, you know, he, a lot of people were upset about that. He was tracking on that. Then we had individuals who were like, hey, we'd really like to start a podcast too. You see how it helped your local business. Um, can you help us get into that? And, you know, at the time we were already thinking about, we're like, you know what, podcasting, it's helping us tremendously. And there's all these opportunities that a lot of individuals are not thinking about when it comes to this platform. Um, you know, they're very much, okay, well, it's a podcast, huge audience, um, audio, some video elements, Joe Rogan, monetize, um, you know, get advertising dollars and entertain. Um, but, you know, we started to realize, uh, you know, how all individuals can kind of bypass that need for broadcasting background, that need for media support, a broadcasting support, um, and really kind of build out their own brand and their own authority, even on the local level with podcasting. So, of course, Rob, once again, where I'm like, I don't know, man, this seems like just another thing to add on. Uh, Rob was very much like, can, uh, yeah, we can help you with a podcast. Uh, and then that kind of led one thing into another. And then we decided, hey, let's expand on the services. So for the really the past two and a half years, we've been building up services to to help individuals who are podcasting, you know, not only save their time, but kind of get a good head start on it. Kind of, you know, um, what's the word, uh, you know, gather their goals and their objectives out there and then coach coach and consult them, you know, to help them get a good start of success, help them be consistent, and then kind of take care of all the back end information and really give them a good marketing plan too. So yeah. that's the long, long winded answer. Right there. No, that's, that's great. And that really feeds into like everything the show is about and entrepreneurship itself. I think it's, it's a meandering journey and you set out uh, with a certain intention um, and maybe things don't, play out the way you thought they would, but kind of always the way you expected them. For sure. Yeah. You always have this kind of, um, I don't know, 30,000 foot overview of where you want to see your business going. Yeah. Um, and it's important to keep that strategy in mind. Um, but I, what I've recognized, I mean, I struggle with daily and I know that we all do, um, you know, and even with our employees too, because they're such a big part. We've been so fortunate for our company to, you know, go from the three of us to now, um, believe that we're going to be hiring somebody else. We're about a team of 12 right now. And, you know, to really navigate into that realm, um, you know, and still keep those top level objectives in line, but now receiving a lot of help from some extremely talented and intelligent people on our team. It's been, it's been, yeah, quite the thing. That's great. All right. We're going to take our first break and I want to pick back up with that, uh, especially the employee part, because it's a big thing these days uh, when we come back. So everybody hang tight. We'll be back in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics in the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. All right, everybody, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Today, we're zooming to Louisville, Kentucky, close to my hometown of Nashville, Tennessee, which I left many, many, many years ago, um, talking to Robert Johnstone. Again, he's an old friend of my brother's, old training partner in the wonderful arts of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Uh, and we were just talking in the first segment about his kind of meandering journey uh, in marketing and media and how he ended up uh, with several business partners uh, putting together this company called Speakeasy Podcast Network, which is also, I wanted to ask you about Wayne Media Company. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? I wasn't sure if it was okay. I was like, oh, what's this? Did you talk about that? You know, it's it's completely uh, okay. So with Wayne Media Group, we, um, we do local marketing for small businesses with a very kind of personal approach of things uh by that i mean we handle things like we'll take on an entire companies you know freight company for example a roofing company is a perfect example we'll take on their entire social media um management and advertising we'll take on anything google related and our google my business page which is really really important for local search um local exposure um we'll handle video and photography for them you know we're really kind of doing all this digital uh, assets for them, also helping with their overall marketing strategy from a holistic level. Um, and what we really wanted to accomplish, which is why we don't leave too much our footprint outside of Louisville or outside of where our, our main office is up in um, Brighton, Michigan, you know, kind of like as far as Detroit, you know, those are kind of our main areas because we want to, rather than be a, you know, a, 
and I know there's there's benefits of this. I know there's benefits of outsourcing and also you know working with partnerships with other media groups and then getting a national approach. But we want everything to be very custom. We want our brands to be spoken with storytelling mode. Um, so we really really focus on local areas. We expand into another area. We hope we do soon. We'll we'll you know bring that office um online and start serving businesses in whatever city we end up in. But you know also too, I just want my clients to be able to not just feel like we're phone call away um or email, which is primary means of communication for most digital agencies. Once those on contracts start, but you know hey, you got three touch points here, and they're all real people. And one of them, at least at the very minimum, is going to be knocking on your door and coming in there and you know, helping you develop content, you know, at least quarterly to that business. It's important for us to, to see that. So that's kind of what we do as a main media group. Um, and because we have a main media group, it's why we decided to expand into the podcasting. So pod, Speakeasy itself, we have um, three studios now, and we do have in-person services um, where people can actually come to our podcast studio and get that white glove experience where they record and we take care of everything else. But then all we know this is for speakeasy. Nice. Yeah, that's how they kind of all play together. That kind of answers everything you're asking. Yeah, no, that's great. I wanted to pick back up with what you were talking about with employees and what you were just talking about, uh, about keeping it small and, and super intimate. Based off of my, like, I've, you know, I'm coming up on a, my, my 100th episode of the Entrepreneurial Web and doing a bunch of shows with Jacob as well and all the discussions I have with business owners, entrepreneurs, and people in marketing, um, that the, the hardest thing to scale really is intimacy, right? You know, it's yeah. you can scale production of cheeseburgers. You can scale. There's so many things you can scale, but, but offering that intimacy where your clients feel like they're talking to you or one of your partners when they're talking to one of your employees or somebody outsourced. So the, the real challenge in going big and going national or international um, is, is making sure that that needle moves along with, uh, with, your, with your growth in business. Um, and, and, and I think where you're at occupies, I think you, you guys have really found a unique and, and underserviced um, corner of the market. I know here, I've thought about it in, where we're in Brooklyn, um, there's so many small businesses. And like I was saying, when we first started, we didn't have the budget for this was, you know, going back to like 2011. And then again, in 2015, we opened four businesses in like nine months and we had budget, but just not the marketing budget to do what was available in terms of marketing at that point. And, yeah. and the idea of like doing your own podcast and, and being your own social media manager, especially for an old fart like me, who didn't know anything about that, you know, um, there, there was no middle ground. And I feel like you're, that's the, the kind of area you're occupying in terms of marketing, where it's more tangible and accessible for the, the, the 50,000 a year in revenue to like 2 million a year in revenue business that's they're scrapping, you know, they're just trying to get this together and they don't, they don't have a million dollars to give to a, to a media company for, for marketing services they they don't not just that but you know a lot of times you're, you're exactly right it's a couple things like number one when we build these companies rob's um strategic vision wasn't you know to not just we want to serve clients well which helps with this approach but the other part is we want to build jobs for people mm -hmm. and you know that that's kind of the main thing not just jobs to where it's 1099 but where our employees have a very good culture uh, a place to be um you know even though that's been 
obviously difficult to navigate with COVID. We've still been trying to build up our company culture, but then also too, um, you know, just to give them good benefits and a good, happy place to be in, you know, the feeling that they belong somewhere and they want to be somewhere. And then obviously when we have that type of culture within your, in our company, then, you know, that translates to creating a culture that goes to our, our clients too. So that, that's been really right. helpful. Um, but um, sorry, I'm trying to backtrack. I know I just went off on that, but, you know, I'm thinking uh, as far as, how we're, could, could you repeat that question? I'm trying to get that all, um, get that beginning part back to myself here. Oh, I, 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 didn't, I don't think there was a question. I mean, I'd ask about Wayne Media Group. I was just, I was just acknowledging that I, I think it's really great that you all saw that, that, that niche in the market. Like you're always trying to distinguish yourself, right? I, I uh, have I've had a gentleman on the show a couple of times who also trains as well. And he said something to me early on. He said, you have to look at your competition and figure out what they're not offering. And just like wedge yourself in, which is very jujitsu, uh, just have to escape the rib and, and try to slide into that little space and just distinguish yourself. Like you really have to distinguish yourself. You don't have to be, I mean, if you want to be, and people build out these companies that way from jump to be like this massive company that takes over the world. But most of us are just, like I said, we're scrappy. We're just like getting in there. So I feel like you've done that as a service and that will help the companies that are trying to do that within their own competitive realm. So if you're a restaurant or you, you know, you, you decided a roofing company, you know, you're, you've done this yourself, it's proven, it's worked, and now you're offering that uh, to other companies. I think it's a great move. And I think, again, I, I just think it's a very underservice uh, sector of the market where you've got like big budget, big budget marketing, You've got the, the low grade stuff where, where guys are spending like, you know, 50 bucks a month on IG ads, taking pictures on their yeah. iPhone. But then there's, there's this huge realm in the middle and people kind of don't know how to navigate that. And they don't know how to market it. They don't know how to, to create a service uh, like yours is. So I, I think it's really great. I think it's a, it's a place where it did a, an area for growth, like more people could get into that where people are like, I want to start a digital marketing company and like, mm -hmm. That could mean so many things, right? <laughs> it could. It could be an endless number of things. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, with um, and I love all those points that you bring up. Like we, you know, that's the way we want to serve our clients is be that kind of middle person, and then help them as they evolve, like act as a fiduciary and say, "Hey, if you end up needing to go even higher, you know, we'll join you along with this journey, or at least uh, you can act with you know the biggest media company out there." If yeah. You start a brand and um. But, you know, a lot of areas, the reason that we started easy, you know, we saw that need, but also too, we saw how much people can do with podcasts outside of, um, you know, just as I mentioned earlier, being out an audio file and trying to get advertisers. We saw so many other areas of growth that really kind of take that smaller company who can have a limited budget and expand them into these opportunities that the bigger companies are spending a lot of money on. Um, and that's, that's the power of podcasting, even at a small and local level is, you know, if you, if you recognize all the capabilities, which I, I can love to talk about, you know, at least some of the key ones, then you're really able to, to take that platform, build on it, build your authority, build up a ton of additional content and utilize it as networking and just really get your name out there and stand out with your competition for very, very affordable prices. Um, you know, in some senses, 
course, we have services that we offer to companies that are doing it. But even at a small level, you know, from a grassroots budget, you can get into podcasting. You can get on your iPhone. You can download Audacity. Um, you can take some pictures and you can really, really get your voice out there. Um, and, and that's a great marketing opportunity for small businesses to stand out. And, and like you said, on a budget, you can do that pretty, pretty inexpensively. For sure. Even when you start getting up into the higher scales of podcasting, you know, you can still optimize on a budget that wouldn't have been there before um, and get a much wider reach than, you know, really what you thought was possible with the budget that you're on. Yeah. Um, we're going to take another break in a moment, but when we come back, I would like you to talk more about some of those key uh, elements that Speakeasy offers that you think would be beneficial to, to any business that kind of falls into that realm. Not just Speakeasy, but just what you can be doing. If you have a podcast out there and you're doing successfully on your own or you're thinking about getting into, I'd love to touch on some of the things that just open the minds and say, hey, here's what else we should be doing with this platform. Yeah, well, let's take a break. And then uh, when we come back, we'll do that. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. We'll be back in a few, everybody. Hang tight. Hang tight. Howdy. Hey, Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast, a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space? I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauber, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
All right, everybody, welcome back again. If you're just tuning in, this is the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, joined today by Speak Easy Podcast Network partner, Robert Johnstone. Lots we've unpacked already about uh, marketing on a large scale and small scale, a little DIY. Um, and now Robert's going to give some, uh, some pointers here that uh, he thinks are valuable. If you're a business owner, if you're afraid of podcasting and you want to get started, you've realized the value in it, or maybe you're podcasting already, and you don't know how to take it to that next level. Rob's got some great tips for us. Yeah. Um, can you hear me, by the way? I switched my audio just a little bit. Um, yeah. That's a little bit clearer. So um, the first thing that I kind of want to talk about, I don't want to sound like a repeat of everybody else, but of course, the easiest way, you know, the best way to start your podcast is to start your podcast, right? So to just kind of start recording, um, I know one thing that's helped me with my speaking um, and, you know, the podcast that I take part in is recording myself a lot. I'll just, I'll be down the street and I'll have internal notes. Nobody should ever listen to them. They'll probably put me in a mental hospital, but at least it's helped me with my cadence a little bit and, you know, with my energy with podcasting. So, you know, that's one way you can start to it is to start an internal dialogue, an internal memo, and then listen to yourself too um that's the hardest part it was for me of course is to hear my own voice um it took a long time but i promise it, it's really weird but not everybody in the world can have the worst voice in the world even though we all think that we have the worst voice in the world and then once you kind of hear it a little bit and you, you adapt to it and you get used to it i promise you'll get used to to that so starting in is easy um stay uh our main thing is to stay consistent with it, you know, try to record something every single week if you can. Um, even if you're not going to distribute it right away, but um, and not put too much worry on the front end, but also to have good goals and objectives with your podcast. Um, and to recognize one of the most important things that you can do in your podcast, and just as I'm sure you've done yourself, Jeremiah, is to try to recognize right away who are the individuals that you want to speak with. Um, your podcast can't be about everything, and it can't be for everybody. I can never remember who actually says this phrase, but it's one of my favorite. And um, I repeat a lot is that if you build something that everybody likes, nobody's going to love it. And I think that that's very, very powerful because, you know, we get a lot of individuals who, who are asking, like, hey, what do you want your podcast to be about? And they say, um, just a little bit of everything. Talk about culture, talk about money, talk about music, talk about my business, things like that. I'm like, okay, well, your family will really enjoy that as an audience, but what we really want to do. <laughs> Mom's going to be so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, she'd love to get that up there. You're a busy guy, a busy girl. So yeah, put that out there for them to listen to it. <laughs> but no, um, you, you have to kind of signal in on an audience if you want long-term success with the podcast. You have to be willing to say, hey, here's the persona that I'm trying to reach out to so I can craft my message to speak to those individuals. And the more niche you get, at least on crafting that audience, that message, the more you'll expand into other audiences too. It's just a good starting point. And of course, you're going to expand upon that. We really want to develop a good audience base by making sure that your, your message is accurate and speaks to them. So if you're trying to gain more customers, for example, for your unique business that has one-time customers and not necessarily any, you know, retained business, um, you might want to recognize that, find a way to speak to those customers, but then realize that they're not going to be a long-term audience. You might have to shape your goals around that a little bit different and recognize that, yes, you can create a lot of volume with that type of message, but 
you're not going to have a, a long-term audience base from the individuals who listen in one or twice, one or two times. And then because you build authority, um, get, you know, get in front of you. But if you have something that's very targeted in your niche, then you can build audience with it. Um, expand on your business if this is a business opportunity for you too, uh, and then gain the audience at the same time. So those are those are some of the more basic things I would say is to number one, start, start recording something and start recording today. And number two, to develop an audience. And when you are able to develop an audience, that's in tune is gonna help you develop your message a lot better of what you actually want to put out there. So uh, yeah, no, that's great. And to your point, um, something that, that wasn't obvious to me that helped out tremendously was, uh, you know, I started this one uh, in particular with an emphasis on entrepreneurship and, and small business and, and marketing, you know, it's all tie in together. But that's a very large echo chamber, right? There's like everybody in their their grandmother is trying to get in on that right now. So exposing maybe like one other side of yourself um, that's a little bit more personal that, that will allow you to connect with people. And so it was funny. I just started talking about jujitsu and like had a number of guests on that were, that were uh, jujitsu practitioners as well, as well. And that would just kind of went it stuck and it just took off. And then other yes. BJJ people were like, oh, this is a great show. You talk about business and jujitsu. And I was like, huh. And so we'll talk about jujitsu on the last segment. Sure. <laughs> we always say that best for last. But, um, <laughs> It, it was just like this thing. So it's like, like you said, if you're, if you got a business selling, you know, jewelry and all you do is like try to use it as a lead generator for jewelry, talking about selling jewelry, it can really be like, wah, 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 where everybody yes. sounds like the, the peanuts teacher, you know, whereas you could talk about, you certainly should talk about jewelry, but like what other component of, of your life and your fascination with jewelry your passion for it hopefully you're passionate and that's why you're in that business is there that, that you could talk about that will connect people to kind of like the that big slippery slope of the top of the funnel where they just kind of like the, the foot sweep the society and they whoo, they go right in you know uh, i love that comparison because it makes me think about a um a sector of um, an industry that could benefit greatly from podcasts, I mean, that's real estate agents. Yeah. Because as a real estate agent, you're always trying to stand apart in the sea of many, especially in today's market, um, where you have, you know, just in Louisville a few months ago, we had like 5,000 agents that were actively trying to sell less than 1,000 listings. Right. Right. <laughs> trying to find it. <laughs> that's, um, even at that small, that's a very hard area to stand out. But, you know, on your point, Jeremiah, if you bring your personality into that, and if you have something else to talk about that, you know, you can make a big factor of your show or even sometimes your main factor if you're really, really passionate, then yes, that would trickle into building authority and building a brand and building recognition that will trickle into your business as well. So a real estate agent, you know, there's not only are there not that many listings and so many real estate agents, but there's a lot of real estate agents who are trying podcasts. And the ones I've seen successful so far, um, you know, especially when they're trying to get customers, uh, you know, clients for themselves are the ones who are going outside of the real estate realm and talking about ghost stories or college sports or, yeah. you know, a handful of other things that they can build an audience to still help that audience out with too. But Funny uh, story about that. Um, I ended up with a show on this network because of a guy's real estate show. 
Shout out to Jeff Goodman. He does a show called Rediscovering New York on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday at 7, I believe. So it was just two years ago. He, so his show is it just, he's a real estate agent and a very good one. But his show does not talk about selling real estate. He does virtual tours of neighborhoods, New York City neighborhoods. He's a New York native. There's tons of neighborhoods here. So we just like each week is a new neighborhood or maybe like he, he, I think he did like Grand Central Station one. So he'll pick like a really iconic place, but it'll go neighborhood by neighborhood by neighborhood. He'll bring on an historian who could talk about um, the neighborhood for like half the show. And then he'll bring somebody local who's like kind of involved in the neighborhood um, to talk about the, the current uh, you know state of things. And so they did my neighborhood of Winter Terrace uh, two, two years ago, a little over two years ago. And, and I got, you know, he, he was a friend of a friend and asked me to come on the show. Um, and I, I was the one on the second half talking about like what things are like today. Um, and, and I was fascinated by the whole thing. And we started talking afterwards and the executive producer was there as well. And he was like, do you want a show? You, you got a, <laughs> he was like, you got a great face for radio, kid. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah, he was like, I don't have anything on entrepreneurship. And clearly, you know, something about that, you know, it'd be, it'd be great if, if you, you know, if you were interested in it. But I was definitely talking about like, this is fantastic. This is amazing how you're doing one thing, but it totally leads to the other. And Jeff was saying, like, once he started the show, he started maybe like nine months before me. Like, it took a little time, but it really caught and helped his business tremendously. And he's not selling. He's not. That's the thing. Like, all these people want to sell their shit. And it's like, yeah, but they, everybody's selling. Like you said, those those silly ads, those sleazy ads. Well, it's 10 grand. Now you can get my financial coaching for $29.99. Like, don't be that guy. Terrible. Yeah. He just talked with, with such passion. You could just, like, feel it coming out of him. I mean, like you said, it established this level of authority. Like, this guy not only knows your building. He knows your neighborhood. He knows the history. He knows like every crazy thing about it. And and it's just, I, that's the thing that really stuck with me. And I was like, that's that's what I want to do. I don't think I've accomplished that yet, but we're having fun anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I love that too. Um, and it kind of leads into those three things I wanted to discuss quickly. Um, and you kind of hit on you know a couple of them, but um, there's three things that I really try to, especially on the local level, try to push podcasters to recognize podcasters to recognize the power that they can have with their podcasting. And one of the first things that you mentioned is the networking capabilities of it, the business to business networking about how you are able to now get in front of people that you wouldn't have had the authority or the social capital to get in front of before because you own the platform. Yep. So just as that individual found you and got you on the network, he utilized the show to make a strategic partnership. And when we're doing this together, Jeremiah, I'm learning so much about you. You're learning so much about me. Podcasting is not fake, so we can really tell who we are. And it really is, if you're in like a lead generation group, for example, this is the best one-on-one you're ever going to have, especially if you're the one hosting it. Because everybody who's part of it gets to leave with a tangible, deliverable um, item that market if you have a real estate show and you bring on another um, real estate agent or a head of company, you're going to build a relationship with them. And now you're giving them 30 plus minutes of content and more to push out on their own marketing platforms. And that's an incredible thing to be thankful for. So we've seen companies that have been able to, you know, use that stepping ladder effect and climb from, you know, this relatively unknown individual. And now they're talking with the people with other podcasts and national appeal. To be able to have them on their show and it's a really really good way to build you know your brand and your recognition so 
that networking side has been really powerful. And then on to the other side, content. Podcasting is, in my opinion, the king of content for small businesses. And they'll explain why. You do 15 minutes of a podcast once a week, you can take out audiobooks. You can take out still images of you and your guest. You can leave cliffhangers on your social platforms. You can leave video clips on your social platforms with what I call um, points of passion, where basically you said something organically, and now you get to push that, show your authentic self in a video clip, which engages better on our social platforms to dozens and dozens and thousands of people, hopefully. Um, you know, and the shareability with the network side, too. Now you have all this content from your own company that's going out that way. There's a transcription that can be written down the blog. Sell. We'll talk about the benefit of that even more in a second. But then, as you build up this library, you're going to start realizing this was a big eye opening for me. I'm actually a little bit smarter than I thought it was. I know a couple of things more. I just never listen to myself. But if I go back and recognize, you know, what, what I said, what I learned from my guests, now I can expand more on that in the future. Uh, and then finally, too, what we found out is that there's tremendous search engine optimization benefits with podcasting. As we met in search engine optimization, for those who don't uh, know, it's it's the ability to be found higher up on Google rankings and then within podcast rankings too. So with that, you know, you're getting a transcription, you're getting a ton of background include hosting platforms that, that are directed to your website. So podcasting is a really, really good way to build local search authority for your company as well. You know, there's just a few of the podcast benefits that I I, I want to push out there to let small businesses know that they can achieve and really, really, you know, in a lot of ways, make this the center of their marketing plan. I love it. I love it. It's something that I've spent like two years now working on. Um, and, and I think it's important to point out, too, with all marketing, um, it's not always like instant ROI. You don't, it's not like you put it out and put the content out and like immediately you, you start, you know, ramping up business. It, uh, it takes a little time um, and, I, and I'm in the thick of it, but it's also a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like, it's like they say yeah. about jujitsu, like jujitsu should be fun. If it's not fun, like what are you doing it for? And, and I think the same is true of podcasting. Like I have so much fun doing it. It's just like this, it's like jujitsu. You go in for an hour, you come out and you're like, ah, I feel different. Like I feel that way every time I do a show. Um, and and if you're not having fun, you need to reassess and evaluate like what's happening. Absolutely. Um, it, uh, I would say a recommendation for podcasting is that you want podcasts. I would say that that's like one of the first ones. If you don't want podcasts and you're not passionate to be on here, then yeah, it really is going to be hard for you to do. Um, on another point, I think it's important to remember too, you know, as you utilize this as a marketing tool, if you're too focused on seeable ROI stuff that can be tracked exactly back, okay, well, this individual saw my podcast and then they clicked on this link and then I made a sale because of it. You're going to sell yourself short, but you're also not going to have fun anymore. And you're going to miss all of the other opportunities that completely might pop you. Um, because you were only paying attention to just the numbers. So numbers are very important. So even right here, um, Jeremiah, there's an opportunity that in the future, I may send another guest your way. I might send somebody else that's going to work with your business. Or you might say, yeah, I know somebody who wants to you know, get into podcasts or get into marketing. And I think it'd be a really good fit for Robert's company. Or something else that might happen is I might have an individual on here 
as a guest. And then we might say, hey, this is a really good collaboration opportunities with here. If there's additional service that we can build together that, that um, you know, works together with both of our businesses. And just from that educational standpoint, you know, those moments of insights might lead you to say, hey, I just recorded this, turn this into a PDF, another marketing tool. We'll put this on YouTube. Yeah. So, um, All right, we're going to take our... Benefits. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, we're going to take one last break and come back and then we'll get into the uh, the real fun stuff. Oha, that's jiu-jitsu. So hang tight, everybody. Ooh, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Have you been uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. All right, everybody, wrapping it up today. We're going to spend this last portion talking about one of our favorite things, both of us, mm-hmm. that we enjoy. And clearly, like I mentioned earlier, many of uh, many of my listeners and people that engage with the show through uh, social media as well are, are quite fond of jujitsu and martial arts. Um, you were talking earlier about um, coming to the, you know, when you started podcasts, not, not just the part where you're like, oh, I want to talk about everything, but... Uh, even when you kind of narrow in on what you want to talk about, you don't know how to start. You don't know what to do. You're just like, oh, my God. And you were talking about having a strategy, like just a basic outline and structure. I knew when you were, when you were saying that, I was thinking that. I said, oh, was Jiu-Jitsu 101? Because it's all about strategy. It's all about having a plan of attack and 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 making the, the, the match or whatever play out that way, doing everything you can to like, because there's so much chaos, like life in jujitsu and business and podcasting, there's like so much chaos can happen um, that you have to, you kind of have to have this strategy and, and, and like really stick to your guns and, and hope you come out perseverance uh, with what that's, that's not the word. Well, anyways, 
you get the points. You always understand what I was what I was trying to say. I'm going to do the whole last segment in Portuguese English too. Corallo, are you? No. I cannot track. <laughs> I, mean, I can track with you on it, but man, I could not do that myself. My my accents are defensive. Yeah, you and your brother pulled off. I mean, I love that you say that, like, you know, that comparison of, of having a jiu-jitsu strategy. And one thing I'll, I'll say is, you know, you've been uh, purple belt, correct? Yeah. So you've been doing this long enough, too, is eventually, like, if you if you never put together a strategy, it's always going to be difficult. And you're always going to be moving from, you know, technique to technique. And what you're going to be known in the gym as is one of those guys who's trying something different every single day that's really flashy. Um, but I'm going to call you the... Not really- you're going to be the Hess round. The guys who's going to call exactly. you the Hess round. All right. <laughs> but once you really develop kind of your basis of your strategy, then just like, you know, the podcast and me, what I realized is like, you know, I'm not a world champion. I'm not as competitive as I used to be. But now I've been doing this long enough. I had my strategy. Now I'm like, it's just second nature for me. Like, I'm going to the jiu-jitsu room, uh, mats now. I'm going to the dojo. My head is clear. And it's because I focus so long on developing my, my base, my strategy, that now it's, you know, a um, more of a physical process on repeat, a habit, a habitual process, than it is a mental process. Now, I'm able to just go in there and compete steps. And, you know, for, for as you know, as an entrepreneurial guy and business guy yourself, your mind's never clear. <laughs> like, there's so many variables. Like, you're just thinking all day, like, okay, well, should we do this, 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 or this? What direction is that going to lead us into? If I make this, if I say this and that person, that could potentially you know, change my business trajectory for the next 100 years or whatever it is. It's going to affect my children. So it's really, really hard to clear your head. And what I've realized is, you know, just like the podcasting, if you develop that strategy in jiu-jitsu, eventually you get to go in there and you get to clear your head. You get to be, just be, be um, empty. And that's really nice. Yeah. Like uh, empty the cup. That was what the bow was for. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm having a couple mic difficulties real quick. Can you no, that's me? yeah. No, that's good. You're a little boxy, but it, the 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 choppiness went away. So let's just roll with that for the for the because now you get to share the heel stuff. You get to tell the heel uh, the heel important stuffs about what the guys was learned uh, from jujitsu from the days in the favelas. Uh, with the with the Gracies and with the Machados, what what all the stuff she was learned from the guys that was help you uh, clear the heads? Sorry, I have one second, Jacob. I'm still having some issues with my with my um, with my setup. So no, it's all right. Give me just a second. Give me about one minute. Uh, Phil, keep talking in your accent for everybody. Yeah, right. You guys, this is what everybody was come to see. They want you. They want you to see the heel. The heel. The heel. The heel Jeremiah, the, the the descendant from the Uncle Hanach. So for those of you that aren't aware of Hanato Lahanja, that is where all the silliness comes from. Me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's a little choppy again, but I can hear you. Can you hear me? Nice. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Ooh. There you go. Perfect. Don't know what happened. Uh, got the got the sexy voice back. But I was talking about Uncle Hanach, and you would turn it on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Twenty-seven. I'm twenty-eight. They might. They might be twenty-eight. Oh, at this point. So we got. We got three knowledge from training. Like we, we, I know you're big into leadership, and and um, like touched on that briefly. Like just something, the the parting words to leave the to leave all the my. Going through the Marine Corps. 
you know, for a long time and then really throwing myself at this with Fluffy's very, very, very intelligent um, teachers and mentors like, you know, Rob Johnson and the rest of the team and these guys who are here taking on the creative is that, you know, the game the skills in both of them, you just have to keep going. You have to go get beat up a little bit and you have to go through the emotional turmoil, which is still happening on the business side and way, way, way less on the jujitsu side. Um, I have no emotional turmoil when it comes to jujitsu anymore. I know that if I just keep showing up every single day for on the business side, on the development side, on you know, serving my my employees and my clients, um, those mistakes that get made, those um those times where I, you know, we we didn't choose the right path, we didn't choose the right technique, we're just gonna learn from them. And and those failures they're they're ultimately gonna become our successes if we just show up every single day to work and we show up every single day on the next. You know, that's what I would say. That's that's beautiful, man. It's very well said. Um Good. it's just reading somebody, I don't know, it might have been Jocko or somebody like that, and they were saying, you know. It's about longevity. No, you know who it was? Tom DeBlass from Ocean, okay. Ocean County uh, BJJ. And he was like, it's about the people that last. You know, like the people that last, that, that make it through all the bullshit are the ones who are really successful. You know, like everybody else just peters away. So if you're that guy, if you're, if you're going to just slip in and slip out, like nobody really cares. You could do a couple of cool things, but like the guys that really like weather the storm, that's like, he was he was saying like that's really who gets the badge of success, and I think yeah, I think what you were saying, right. yeah, what you were saying was right in line with that. Cool. Well, we're gonna have to wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you all for listening and tuning in today. Tune in next week, Friday at noon. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace out. <laughs> Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern 
to extra innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc.